this on? Yes, I did it. Way to go. Awesome. Well, how are you guys doing? Good morning. Good morning. What a way to start. That was such a good worship set. Thank you guys. So good. Living Hope. I was like, whoa, that was, what a way to start the day. Well, my name is Luke. I'm an apprentice pastor here at Willow Park Church, and uh, I get to speak with you this morning. And I was told it's only going to be, I was supposed to preach for 20 minutes, which is, I think, a huge treat for you guys, you know. What we usually get here, no, I'm just kidding. Awesome. Well, I get the honor of speaking about prayer today, actually. And as I was thinking about it, it's like, how am I going to talk about prayer in 20 minutes, you know? It is something that is so much bigger than, like, it's just massive. It's the biggest thing, the most important thing we can do, the most incredible thing we can do, and I, I get to talk about it for 20 minutes. So I'm going to do my best, just cram it full of good things for 20 minutes. But before I go, I think it would be fitting if we did pray together. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for breath in our lungs. Thank you for life. Thank you for this building that we get to come in and we get to worship you together as your church, one family together. Heavenly Father, we need you desperately. Without you, we can do nothing. And without you, my words are just words. So Lord Jesus, would you come, would you speak to us, would you teach us this morning? We love you, we want to know you more, we want to yeah, we want to rely and depend on you more and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, I want to start off with a question. What is the first thing you think of when you think of prayer? It's in your mind. What's the first word that kind of comes into your head? I remember at, uh, at the south in the mission location, my dad asked a similar question one time. And my mom turned to me and she was like, it's hard. It's difficult. And I was like, oh, that's a really negative outlook, Mom, you know. But it's true. Sometimes it's, it, can fe- it can feel really difficult. It can be kind of, you can, like, guilt can be attached to it. Or you feel like, oh, I should be doing it more. I should be praying more. And, and there's just a lot of negative thoughts surrounding it. We know that we're, as Christians, like, we're supposed to pray. But sometimes we get stuck in a, oh, okay, I, I'm going to pray just because it's the right thing to do or I feel like I, I ought to or, you know, and it's just kind of a, you're not doing it from a place of, we're not doing it from a place of joy and like, and love and delight. It's just kind of a, I, oh, I should pray right now. Like around the dinner table when your dad asks you, oh, does anybody want to pray? And you just kind of awkwardly like look around. You're like, oh, I don't really want to, you know, that kind of feeling surrounds prayer a lot of the time. And I don't think it should, because as I started researching and studying the Bible surrounding prayer, I don't find ever, I don't ever find an obligation to pray. I don't ever find just a sense of, oh, this is what I should do. Like when you read the Psalms, what you see is a desperate desire to pray. You see a longing to pray. You see a heart that is just, it can only be satisfied in God's presence. That's what I find, a love for the Lord, a love to pray. And I, as soon as I started studying, I was like, that's what I want. If that's what the Bible has, that's what I want to be like. 
If that's what David, like his prayers and all the other psalmists, their prayers were beautiful in times of great need and in times of joy. They prayed and they loved it and they cried out to God. They needed prayer to get by. Jesus regularly withdrew from everybody just to pray. Like he needed to just be with the Father. He needed to be in God's presence. And I want to be like that. I want us to be like that. Jesus says, Our, my house will be called a house of prayer. A house of prayer. That means that we must be people of prayer. And I think that means more than just feeling an obligation to pray. And I'm as guilty of that as anybody else. We should love to pray. We should love to pray. But we need to be reminded of what prayer is. And I found if I only have I have 20 minutes to talk about prayer. There are two things I want to talk about. The first is prayer is knowing God. Prayer is knowing God. Just think about that for a second. Prayer is knowing God. God himself. The God who made the universe. The God who gave you breath this morning. The God who came and healed people, who made the blind see, who created humanity out of dust and water. The God who is, this is for First Timothy, the God who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. This God, the one who came to die on the cross and bear our sin, the one who forgives us, the one who beat death forever, the God who has authority over this world and the universe and us, the one who created us, that's the God we're talking about. And that's the God that we can know. We can know him. And we know him through his word and we know him through being in his presence. This is the God that we can have a relationship with. And when you think about this, like when I thought about this, why do I struggle to pray? If I can just know God and he can speak to me and he can whisper to me and he can teach me and just shed his love in my heart, his great steadfast love, this God, if I, if I can know him and talk with him, why do I find it hard to pray? Why is prayer something that is difficult and obligatory. That's not how it should be. Let's say that underneath your, your pews, tough word, underneath your pews is $100,000 each. There's not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that would be amazing, though. Oh, my goodness. 2022. That's the best. Let's say there's $100,000 underneath every one of your seats. All you had to do to have it was just reach under your seat and grab it. That's all you have to do. And you get the most incredible reward. Amen. That would be amazing. So good. And I think that's what... It, anyway, I'm going to move on before we get too hung up on it. $100,000 under your seats, you can just grab it. We can know the God of the universe, and all we have to do is just talk with him. The greatest reward, the greatest treasure, be, like that, be that my vision, like be my treasure. And all we have to do is just talk with him. All we have to do is read his word and just be in his presence. 
Like there's no greater reward, no greater joy than that. Psalm 16 says, in your presence there is fullness of joy. Nothing else has fullness of joy. Nothing else. Only God's presence. And all we have to do is talk to him. All we have to do is talk to him. And he talks back with us. We can have a relationship with him. We can hear from him. We can know him more. Oh, that's just the most incredible thing. If you really think about it and we dwell on it for a second, that is the greatest gift that we have. I'm going to read through this psalm together. Psalm 63. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food. And my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed. And when I meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. I want to pray like that. That is a man who knows God. That is a man who has experienced God's presence. Do you want to know this God more? Do I want to know this God more? This God that satisfies your soul. This God that, whose love is better than life. Do you want to know the God who helps you, who keeps you under your arms, under his arms, who upholds you? Do you want to know the depths of his great love for you? Do you want to know the depths of the riches and the wisdom and the knowledge of this God? Do you want to know the God who beat death, who gives eternal life? Do you want to know the God who spoke the universe into existence, the God whose power and grace and compassion and love and mercy and holiness and glory is greater than anything else in this life? Do you want to know him? Do I want to know him? Because if we do, we will pray, and it will be a joyful, joyful thing. And that's my prayer for all of us, is that we would know God through prayer. And this is kind of an aside, but really, I would, alongside of prayer, we need to be in our Bibles. We need to be in our Bibles. And this Bible reading plan is on the Bible app, and you can go on your phones now if you want and look at it. And especially, start of the year, you can get through the whole Bible this year. That's amazing. I'm going to try to do it. It's really cool. And it's, it, so the first thing that you do, by the way, is Genesis Matthew, Ezra, and Acts. And immediately, like, with Ezra being in there, I was like, I've read Ezra, like, one time in my life. I should probably read it again, you know. And it's, so it's, you read through the Bible, and it's, you see who God is. And then you know him, and then you go in prayer, and you're like, God, I see what you did. You flung planets into motion. You created light with your word. 
You came down to earth as a baby. You protected your people in Israel. Your Holy Spirit is working in the world, doing incredible, incredible things, and is still doing that today. You read the Bible, you know God, and then you go and sit in His presence, and you talk with Him. And that's the most amazing thing in the world. So anyway, think about that. McShane, one-year reading plan. Highly recommend it. God is there to be known, and he wants to know you more. He knows everything about you already, but he wants you to open up. He wants you to speak with him. He wants you to seek his face. He wants you to be like David. He said to David, he said, seek my face. And David replied, I will seek your face. How simple is that? God just says, seek me. And all we have to do is say, Yes, I will seek you. Prayer is knowing God. And prayer is also depending on God or relying on God. Prayer is depending on God. So this this is Jesus in John 15. He says this. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is saying that we are completely dependent on him, completely dependent on him, that we need him for everything. Think about when you were just a little child. I had this curly, fiery red hair, had this grumpy face all the time. I was completely dependent on my parents. And I know for a fact that is so apt. Oh my goodness, (laughs) that's so cute. I know for a fact that just as that baby is completely dependent on his parents and his guardians, we as children were completely dependent for food, for protection, for clothing, for teaching, for everything. We were so dependent on our parents. We wouldn't be here without a parent or a guardian taking care of us. It's just a fact. We needed, like we could do nothing. I could do nothing as a baby. Jesus says that if we want to know the kingdom of God, and we want to know him, we must become like little children. We must become like little children. And that means a lot of things, but one thing it means is that we must become dependent on God. We must rely on him completely for everything we need, because apart from him, we can do nothing. The Bible actually talks about how we are literally dependent on him for everything. In Acts 17, it says, He himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. It's like Paul was just like, oh, and everything else too. Life, breath, and everything else you need. God gives it. And then another place it says, In him we live and move and have our being. Colossians 1, it says, All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Without God, there's chaos. Without Jesus, there's, there's just nothing. 
He holds all things together. We are completely dependent on Him. But will we live like it? And that's the question that we need to ask ourselves. We see and we know that we are dependent on God. We know that, we're, that we need Him for everything. We didn't just wake up this morning and give ourselves breath. We were given breath. We need God, but will we make the decision to go, actually, I will live like I need you, God. Because how often do we just try to just do things ourselves or just ignore God? I do this all the time, even in sermon prep. Like, oh, I can just do this by myself. Kind of defeats the purpose, <laughs> you know. I need God. You need God in, in just in our jobs, in our families, in everything. We are so reliant on him. But will we make the decision to go, Jesus, I, I need you. And that's where prayer comes in. Prayer is saying again and again, God, I need you. God, I'm not enough for this situation. God, I need your help. God, I am dependent on you for life and breath and everything else. I need you today. You care about the little things in my life and the big things in my life. I need you. I need you. Again and again. Praying constantly, like it says in the New Testament. Pray constantly. Completely depend on him. Say to your God, Abba, Father, I need you. Be a little child. Because he wants to take care of you. He says if you seek the kingdom first, all these things will be provided for you. He will give you exactly what you need. He's a good father. Be a little child in his presence. Depend on him. Rely on him. And there is such peace there. When you just suddenly realize like, oh, I don't actually have to do this all by myself. This isn't actually completely dependent on me. Family troubles and, and marriage stuff or whatever it is, I have somebody who I can trust who will take care of this for me, who will lead me through this. God is there for you, and we can depend on him. Prayer is depending on God. So as I kind of, as I close, I wanted to focus our attention on 21 days of prayer, which is what this kind of sermon is just pointing to. 21 days of prayer is a time, I've already, been, already said, is, where as a church, we devote ourselves for 21 days, and then onwards after that, devote ourselves to pray. We devote ourselves to knowing God and depending on Him. It's where we devote ourselves for 21 days. We just say, Jesus, I need you. We need you. It is a time where we just give God all of our worries, all of our cares, all of our troubles, all of our family and our friends, everything that weighs us down, where we just give it to God. And we pray for healing. We pray for a breakthrough. We pray for salvation. We pray for opportunities to share the gospel with people. We pray for whatever God puts in our hearts. We pray for revival in our city. We will pray. This is a time where we can know God and where we can depend on Him. This is a time where we will see breakthrough. 
where we will see healing, where we will see things change, where we will see God moving in our city and in our lives in ways that we can't explain, where we will see the Holy Spirit fill Kelowna and change this place and change our church. As God makes this church into a house of prayer, we will see him move. We will see him move. Amen? We're going to pray. We're going to pray for healing. We're going to pray for whatever holds us back. We're going to pray that God would lead us and bless us and show us favor for his sake and his glory alone. We will pray. So every day from Monday to Friday, starting I think January 9th, Monday to Friday at 7 a.m., we have a morning online prayer meeting. I think it's a, like a YouTube link or something. And uh, the website is willowparkchurch.com slash 21 days prayer, I think, I'm pretty sure. You'll find it if you go to Willow Park Church. But there's an online prayer meeting every day at 7 a.m. where things are just quiet and peaceful before you start your day and where we can come before the Lord. I think it's half an hour. Just pray for half an hour and just give him all that we need. Like, just say, God, I need you in this area. I want to know you more. Would you reveal yourself to me? Would you reveal yourself to this church in this city? I encourage you to join us in praying. God is going to move. I'm believing it in faith. He listens to the prayers of his people and he answers them. Sometimes in ways that we don't understand or ways that will happen in a few years, but God is going to move. And I could give you countless stories, and these people in this room could give you countless stories of prayers that have been answered, healings that have happened, salvation that has come, and situations that have changed that maybe they took a long time to change, but they changed by God's grace because of the prayers that were prayed. So let's pray together. God, we love you. We want to know you. The depths of your glory and your knowledge and your wisdom and your grace and your love. We want to know you. We want to depend on you fully. We want to say, Jesus, I can't do anything by myself. Apart from you, I can do nothing. I need you. So for these 21 days and then forevermore, for the rest of our lives, God, would we just live depending on you? Would we just live saying, Jesus, come, move, heal, save. Give us opportunities to share the gospel with people. Help us to be good neighbors that would lead to conversations, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would heal. I pray that for long-term illnesses that have been around for just so long, God, that you would heal, that there would be answers. Lord Jesus, I pray for just broken families and, and broken hearts and relationships, God, that you would draw them close to yourself and that you would be near to the brokenhearted. God, that you would bring redemption. Lord Jesus, I pray for any chains or any sins and sin patterns that just hold us down, God, that you would break in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for our city that just depends so much on drink and drugs and 
distractions, God. I pray that they would know the fullness of life. Lord Jesus, that they would come to a saving knowledge of you. And that in you, Jesus, they would find living water that cannot be found anywhere else. Lord Jesus, we just ask that you would come, that you would save, that you would heal, that you would move, and that we are so grateful just to be a part of it. Thank you, God. We love you.